a little bit about the tachybrady syndrome and six sinus syndrome. This is something that I have to admit, you know, I'm looking at the ECG and, you know, I, I'm not sure what the ECG is telling me. I know it's bratty and they, they end up getting admitted because they're not stable for whatever reason. And then I find out later, oh yeah, they had six sinus syndrome. It's not the kind of diagnosis that I'm making often right off the bat in the emergency department. Can you give us a sense of who gets six sinus syndrome and tachybrady syndrome? Like what's, what's the pathophysiology there and how do we approach it differently to say someone with a, with a third degree heart block or a, a Mobitz one or whatever? That, that's extremely important uh, points. Uh, and, and uh, some clarifications are required. The terms sick sinus syndrome and tachybrady syndrome are used interchangeably. Sick sinus syndrome is not a very useful term because it does tell you something about the sinus node, but it doesn't tell you anything about the AV node. What we frequently see as an empirical observation, and this is typically in older individuals, is they have some sort of atrial disease which involves the sinus node, sinus bradycardia. It involves the atrium, which results in atrial fibrillation, uh, and it tends to not involve the AV node. So the typical scenario is a person with intermittent atrial fibrillation. When they're in AFib, they often have a rapid ventricular response, which is what leads to the problem, as I'll come to in a minute. So when they're in AFib, the ventricular rate is fast. When they're not in AFib, they're in sinus rhythm, the sinus rate is slowed. So this is sinus node disease and atrial disease, but in fact, normal AV nodal function. When the patient goes into atrial fibrillation, the atrium is going at 500 beats per minute. The 500 impulses per minute all penetrate the sinus node and keep it asleep, so to speak. Every time the sinus node wakes up, it's pummeled by another atrial depolarization. So the sinus node is kind of kept suppressed. We call this overdrive suppression of the sinus node. When the atrial fibrillation stops spontaneously, as it is wont to do, then the sinus node has to recover. And that, you might think of it as kind of sinus node recovery time. In a person with sinus node disease, that can last three, five, seven, ten seconds. You rarely, if ever, get sinus arrest lasting minutes. So these patients don't die, but they can fall down and faint and hurt themselves and come in with injury. If you get a history from the patient, what you might see is a patient with atrial fibrillation who tells you, Doc, I get these rapid palpitations, and then, and I feel my heart going quickly, and I don't feel well, and then I get really dizzy or I faint. And the question then to ask them is, when you come to, or when your dizzy spell is done, how do you feel? And the patient often says, I feel okay. And that's a signal that they, what their, that their symptom or their syncope or their severe sinus bradycardia is the transition from atrial fibrillation into sinus bradycardia. So we call this conversion pauses. It's a great term because it's very meaningful. A conversion pause is a pause that happens after the conversion of atrial fibrillation into sinus rhythm. The problem, of course, is that many of these patients are put on antiarrhythmics and drugs to treat the atrial fibrillation, rate control agents, calcium channel blockers, beta blockers most commonly, and that tends to worsen the sinus node disease. And the drugs that are being used is because they tend to have rapid atrioventricular conduction. That all makes perfect sense. And the interesting thing about that is I've always taught my residents that atrial fibrillation by itself 
almost never causes syncope. But based on what you're telling me, it sounds like if someone comes into the emergency department with atrial fibrillation and they have syncope, you really should think about this tachybrady syndrome. A hundred percent. Now, you, if you see it, of course, that's easy. But if I see a patient with AFib who complains of dizzy spells or syncope, especially if they're resting ECG, a sinus bradycardia, that's the thing to think about. And what's really important for those of us that deal with bradycardia and pacemakers and so on is that it is dangerous to put these patients on the usual treatment, which is a beta blocker, calcium blocker, or any antiarrhythmic for fear of worsening the underlying sinus node disease. So we commonly end up in these patients putting in a pacemaker in quotation marks here prophylactically. It's not really prophylactic because they've already fainted, but if we're going to start a, a, a drug that slows them down during atrial fibrillation, their sinus pauses might get worse. Wow. That is an amazing pitfall that emergency doctors should know about. Uh-huh.